the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to our annual tribute to Veterans Day, the annual program every year where we honor and recognize all who currently serve in the United States military and especially all United States military veterans. We have a great show for you today. And first of all, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Shrin Yeager State Farm Insurance. And you'll be hearing more about them throughout our program. But um, I do want to let you know that a little bit later, we'll be speaking with three United States military combat veterans and some other wonderful people, patriotic people as well. I'll tell you about those right now. And later in our show, we'll hear from Sergeant Lou Boria, United States Marine Corps. Sergeant Boria is a combat veteran of World War II and a combat veteran of the Korean conflict. He's the recipient of two Purple Hearts. And he's currently 95 years old. We'll speak to him later in our program. We're also will be pleased to be joined by Sergeant Poria's wife, Alice, who, among other things, is very active in the VFW chapter in Apopka and Altamont Springs. We'll also speak with United States Army Specialist Jose Belen. Jose Belen served two combat tours in Iraq in Operation Iraqi Freedom 1 and 2. And we also look forward to speaking with United States Marine Corps veteran Sergeant William Boyles. He served three combat deployments, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Joe Ferraro will join us as well. Of course, he's a United States military, uh, United States Marine Corps veteran. And David Rubin, founder of Hero Strong, will join us later in the program as well. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by another outstanding patriotic American, and that's our friend Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video on this annual presentation of the Roger Franklin Williams Show when we honor Veterans Day. Hello, Vito. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being a part of today's special program. Hey, Roger. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to be on on this day, honoring veterans all around this country, this great country of ours. And, boy, what a what a tribute and what a you know what a blessing it is to have had uh, so many people that had served, given their their, their lives literally, and uh, and so many that are you know here serving right now. Uh, I, can, I can it's a great day because it just honors all of the, our service people, if you know what I mean. And there there are other so many great holidays that honor our our. Uh, Armed Services, Memorial Day, and such. But people, I think, really, really enjoy this because they can really honor and thank all of the men and women that have served this country so well. Uh, we as a, 
as a military family, have had uh, at least, I think I counted 13 uh, veterans right now. Some of them are gone, my dad, grandpops, both of them. But uh, And we've got uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel in right now, and he's still serving. And also, it's very, very proud of our son, Michael, who had retired just last year after 20 years, and he had served 11 tours all over the country, especially over in the Middle East, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, uh, Germany, England, and he was signed all over the place, Turkey, Syria, you know, and uh, he, he was in some tough territories where he was doing an EMT, a medical uh, tech assistant there. So he got out to see, pull some people out that uh, were having, that were in, you know, in the in the uh, the hell fighting out there. But we are so just so proud of all of them. And just thanking you, and like I said, it's a real honor to be on on this fantastic uh, Veterans Day uh, celebration with you, Roger. Vito Fira, Network Sound and Video, and I know, Vito, also, you do tremendous work at Network Sound and Video for many veterans. Many of our, many of your customers are United States military veterans, and the uh, products they bring into you are their precious memories from the time that they served, which you and Rhonda do a wonderful job of restoring so that they can continue in their family uh, for the future. That's exactly right, Roger. And you've seen and probably heard so many of these old archives that people had brought into us from the early 1940s when they would record on vinyl, like 78 RPM vinyl, and uh, and record memories and send those back to the states from wherever they were. And we've recovered things like that and put them onto CD and flash drive MP3 so they could relive these wonderful archives. And then that series moved into things like reel-to-reels. And when people were in Japan, Guam, uh, in, in those areas, Vietnam, it was a Small tape recorders were available to them, and same thing. They would they would record these small little three inch reels and tell people back home about everything that was going on over there, and they would mail them back. And then when the people at home listened to them, they would re-record them and they would send them back over because you could see like layers of stamps on these things that went back and forth. Now it probably took weeks back in the day, but the letters that were that were sent. We, we call them, and they call them love letters, but they are actually audio recordings on these reels. We've recovered things that while we were recording them and listening to them ourselves gave us chills, you know, listening to some of the things that, that people would relay back to home. You know, like, Mom, there's some uh, there's some incoming coming right in here, and if I'm still, still on this tape in about three minutes, then it means I'm okay. A great thing to tell your parents, you know. And they say, okay, it's all clear, you know, and, and what what, uh, what are you guys making for Thanksgiving? We may be home. You know, this is an re- amazing, remarkable thing that would come across on these tapes and these love letters. And of course, we would restore them, put the pictures of the military person on on the uh, outside of the jackets of the CDs and things like that. So just a, a great, great opportunity for us. And we're thrilled to even do that for these folks. And they come in all the time. And, of course, we hear all the stories. It's great, but we hear all the stories. And it's like, we're not making this up. This is an actual happening. But, uh, yes, but uh, thank you for asking that question. It's just amazing what we get in here and the history that's created and recreated so that they can live it again. Now, speaking, um, in addition to Veterans Day, as we are, are also well aware, 
uh, we are experiencing more bad weather, actually our second hurricane um, of the season. And, you know, one of the great things you do at Network Sound and Video is that you uh, prepare, preserve, and prepare precious memories so they won't be destroyed by the bad weather that comes with hurricanes and that they'll be able be much easier to transport if people need to vacate their homes. And I know you've got at least one specific story of, of a customer of yours who's had exactly that experience. Would you like to share that with us? Yeah, Roger. What happened was in the last hurricane in Ian, uh, these folks lived over in Tavares and they uh, basically lost their home. I mean, it was just waterlogged, probably at least four foot of water entered into their home. And the lady that that came into the office came in with a with a bag of all of her precious memories. Now, here's something different in the story because they didn't come in in just videotapes and things. They came in in her boxes of finished DVDs that we had done for her years ago. We had restored all of her videotapes, all of her precious memories that she had on the old videotapes and such that would have been totally damaged in the storm. But because she was wise enough to bring those into us years ago, restore them, these DVDs that were in the little boxes and the the albums were not even touched. They were fine. Some of them were just a little wet. We wiped them down, put them back in boxes, and she came in crying because she thought she had lost everything. And when she came in and picked them up, she just hugged us. and She said, I thought we lost it. She says, no, you did the right thing. You brought these things in, and it did not harm the DVDs. They were solid, and all they had to be down, like I said, is just wiped down a little bit, cleaned up, cleaned the boxes up, and she was good to go. So, boy, what a blessing right there. She was just thrilled and amazed that that she and, and thankful that she had done that years ago to do that preservation. And there's a solid uh, testimony right there from this young lady. And that's exactly the example of the kind of work that you can do uh, to not only just you know bring precious memories up to date, but also to protect them uh, from unexpected catastrophes like these storms that we're now we're getting on a on a regular basis. Um, and anything else, Vito, you'd like to share with us here on our special tribute to Veterans Day program? Well, just great things that have just been happening. Of course, like the hurricane season has been bringing lots and lots of people in because they're thinking about it now. We don't like to scare people, but we tell them these stories and let them know if they do the preservation, you know, we can make sure that they're lighter, easier to carry around. And if they have to pick up and leave, they can grab a box of these things or flash drives, put them in their pockets, purses. You know, once they get the family and kids and pets out the door, they can run out with all these things and they've got them and they don't have to worry that they got damaged. So that's one of the most important things is. And the other thing is we just get these veterans that just love coming in every single, you know, week here and bringing in their great stories we could go on and on and on if we had the time but we just thank them and uh, we're blessed to be able to do this for folks and we just said bring your stuff in we'll be able to recreate it put it in something brand new for you thank you very much it's Vito Fira Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video and of course they're located conveniently in Longwood in 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard you can also Find them online, of course, at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. And, of course, you can just always give them a call at 407-834-8555. And if you call during business hours, a live person will answer the phone. Network Sound and Video, Rhonda and Vito. Vito, thank you very much. 
and for joining Thanks, us. Roger. God bless you. God bless these veterans. Look forward to seeing you soon. Well, friends, we're going to go to a, a break in a moment. When we come back, we'll begin to hear from our United States combat veterans. Once again, I'll remind you that before we go to break, we'll be speaking with, we'll have in-depth interviews with United States Marine Corps veteran Sergeant Lou Boria. He's a recipient of two Purple Hearts for his service in World War II and Korea. Also, United States Army Specialist Jose Bolin, who served two combat tours in Iraq. Also, United States Marine Corps veteran Sergeant William Boyles. He served three combat deployments, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Of course, Joe Ferraro will be producing our program. He is a United States Marine Corps veteran. And David Rubin, founder of Hero Strong, will join us as well. So please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show tribute to Veterans Day. I pledge allegiance to this flag. And if that bothers you, well, that's too bad. Because freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier, an American. my brothers and my sisters. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, we're glad you're joining us. It's thrilled to have you and an honor to have you joining us on our annual tribute to Veterans Day. And we'll get right into it with our interview with our combat veterans. I want to let you know that these were recorded just a few days ago at Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka and that our Veterans Day program is being presented by Shrin Yeager State Farm Insurance. Like a good neighbor, Shrin Yeager is there. In this segment, we'll be speaking with Sergeant Lou Boria, United States Marine Corps veteran, combat veteran of World War II, combat veteran of Korea, recipient of two Purple Hearts, and a Gold Star dad. His sons, Louis III and Gregory, succumbed to wounds suffered in Vietnam. Sergeant Boria's wife, Alice, will join us. Also, United States Army Specialist Jose Boleyn, Jose Boleyn served two combat tours in Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom 1 and 2. United States Marine Corps veteran Sergeant Boyles will join us. He served three combat deployments, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Joe Ferraro was on site with us producing the program. Of course, Joe is a United States Marine Corps veteran. And David Rubin, founder of Hero Strong, will join us as well. Before we go to Sergeant Lou Boria, want to let you know that our friends at Miller Sod Sales on this Veterans Day, Miller Sod Sales and the Miller family salute all United States military veterans and all active duty United States military on Veterans Day and every day. Miller Sod Sales honors our veterans. In this segment, you'll hear uh, Sergeant Lou Boria talk about his circumstances when he signed up to join the Marine Corps at the age of 15 years old in Brooklyn, New York, and the circumstances behind how he came to to sign up at the age of 15, and later his experiences at his grueling experiences at Pierce Island as a young recruit into the United States Marine Corps. So let's go right now to Sergeant Lou Boria, decorated United States Marine Corps combat veteran. Sergeant Boria, just kind of tell us about uh, the way that all started for you, um, you know, in the, in the United States uh, Marine Corps. Well, I, like I said, well, I, I went in when I was 16 years old. Uh, you know, I lived in a pretty tough neighborhood in Brooklyn, and we had a lot of, you know, gang fights and stuff anyway. But uh, it, it, for me to go, I, I just, I, 
watching all the other guys being drafted and leaving. And so anyway, I wanted to go. So I got my mom to go down to the recruiting. I thought that being that she didn't speak English too well that, you know, I can get over. <laughs> but she did. She told the guys I was only 16, so they, they told me, uh, sent me home. So anyway, I got back to the guys and I talked to them. So one of the guys said, why don't you go to the death board? Just tell them you know, that you're 18 years old and, and uh, you're registered. So I did that. The next thing you know, I got a notice telling me that I'm, you know, to report for, uh, you know, uh, physical. Then I got a report that I was uh, classified A1, and uh, then I went down for, to be uh, sworn in. So we're all lined up, and what they, they had representatives of all the military there, you know, Army, Navy, Marine, uh, Air Force, all that. So anyway, this Swabi comes up, oh, excuse me, this Navy guy comes up, and and uh, he says, I need 10 guys. So he count up, and they point to me, you're, you're in, the, in the Navy. I said, no, no, I ain't going to no Navy. He said, you go and we tell you, now get over there. I said, I'm not going into the Navy. So anyway, the next thing you know, they call the cops. The cops come over, and they come. I said, look, I just thought I, I don't want to go. I didn't say they want to go into service. I said, I said, I want. He said, well, what do you? I said, I want to go in the Marines. So this corporal was walking by. He says, he's mine. The next thing you know, <laughs> I'm at Paris Island. So like I said, getting to Paris Island, and they're getting off the bus, and guy calling roll call and then, like I said every guy that was drafted his serial number started with a 9-0 so when he saw that he came over to me and he, he flipping out you know, about me being in his marine corps and using the explicits here and there you know colorful language so <laughs> anyway I, I mean that guy really laid into me and I, I and I had to stand there and, and look at him and I I'm looking around, I said, I can't be no more volunteer than anybody here. I mean, you know, so, but I can't say anything. So, all 12 weeks of boot camp, it was like pounding on me. And like I said, he, he wasn't physical, just the verbal stuff like that, you know. But, uh, just verbal and emotional. <laughs> and mental. <laughs> and, mental. And, then, and then this is 1943. And with my complexion, you're up there with all these white boys, and I'm telling you, but... I got to tell you, it was absolutely different. I, I, it seemed like I was living in a different world. These guys would come over and hug you. I mean, they were there every minute. Every time the, the DI got on, on me for something or other, that even safe to something, these guys got it. They, you don't know what the hell they're, you know, cheering me up. Supporting you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, like, I, like I said, when we had the graduation, and like I said, you know, Everybody thought that they, they, they used to call me chief, but they said I, I remember I thought more, more Indian, you know, American Indian. If I was American, I, I, I got to tell you this one. We have a, a inspection, I think it was like eight week on it. You know, we, they start with a PFC and they go up. So they finally got the, we got it, this captain's inspecting us. So, you know, the drill instructor gives you the routine of, you know, if you mess up, forget it, you know. That's it. But anyway, we get up, and I'm up, the third guy in the rank. I come up with my rifle. He grabs my rifle. He checks it up. All of a sudden, he looks up, and he sees he looks at me. He says, where are you from, boy? I said, yeah, I'm from New York, Brooklyn. No, no, no. Why not? Where, where, where are you? you know? I said, well, I'm Puerto Rican. He goes, what? 
I said, Puerto Rican. So he looks at the throat and he says, what kind of disease is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, anyway. Real world stories yeah. from so the anyway. Marine Corps 1943 yeah, yeah, boot yeah. camp. And, and like I said, it was 1943. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, grad- I graduated, like I said, the the drill instructor came to the, to the barracks. That and that's the guy that been so right hard on you the, the whole time. Right after the, we we had the parade, and after the parade, you go, you're all packed, and, and you're going to get ten day leave. I can go continue. Yeah. Well, anyway, all of a sudden I hear warrior, get your buns out here. It's like everybody stands at attention, and I run outside. I stand there. He says, stand at ease. He says, you're going to be a good marine. But you better learn how to control your temper. And he shook my hands and he said, me, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I run back in the barracks and all the guys are just waiting because they're all, I got tears in my eyes from the excitement that this guy told me and shook my hand. I was flabbergasted. So anyway, he, uh, uh, you know, all the guys, when I told them what happened, they, they were hugging. It was great. It was a great feeling. What, what a start to your yeah, yeah. Marine Corps career. Sergeant Lou Boria, thank you for sharing it with us on Talking Old School. And, and guys, guys, what a story. You know, at 16, he went to extraordinary measures to get into the, the service, specifically the Marine Corps, gets to Pierce Island, you know, because of his serial number, designated him as a draftee. You know, his, his hardcore drill instructor got on the wrong side of him immediately. But then after his, his uh, boot camp had, had, had you know, been completed, the hardcore drill instructor walks up and shakes his hand. What, what, what an amazing, amazing story. Thank you for, for sharing that with us, Sergeant Lou Boria. How many years? 14 years in service. How many years in service? Now, now let's go to Specialist Jose Belen, yeah. who's, of course, a U.S. Army field artillery veteran. He's served, Specialist Belen served two combat tours, in oper- and those were in Operation Iraqi Freedom 1 and 2. First of all, Specialist Blinn, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here today. No, thank you. It's an honor to be here, and thank you, you know, brother, um, hermano, uh, for, for sharing your story. Um, you know, we're the generation that came, you know, up after you. Um, so I am grateful to serve my country um, in New York as well. Um, I graduated high school in June 2001. Um, I already knew that I wanted to uh, serve my country, um, and then we all know what happened on 9-11. Uh, 2001. September 11th happened. I was born in Manhattan. Um, and so I uh, watched the second tower get hit live on television with my mother. And my recruiter called me. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, get ready. We're, we're going to war. Um, and so I was part of a unique generation, the 9-11 generation. Um, was in basic training in January 2002. Graduated May 2002. I uh, was uh, with the 2nd Battalion, 3rd Field Artillery Regiment, Regiment uh, out in Germany, 1st Armored Division. Um, and I deployed in the spring of 2003. Um, did two uh, consecutive tours uh, in Iraq. Uh, lost my, uh, my best friend um, in combat operations who the mission at the time we talk about the camaraderie we build in basic training and, and whatnot uh, losing losing a brother uh, down down range stays with you I was fortunate enough to survive uh, the combat tours but the wounds of war come home with you you know so now I'm an advocate for uh, PTSD awareness 
We'd like to pick that up later in our program, yes, sure. because uh, Specialist Jose Boleyn has done tremendous work um, on, on behalf of other veterans you know, suffering from sure. PTSD. We want to hear more, more about that. You've been, really um, done a phenomenal job educating the public and Absolutely. citizens about what combat veterans experience and what they really will experience the rest of their lives Absolutely. as a result of protecting our freedom and our security. Sure. Now let's go to Sergeant William Boyles, United States Marine Corps. Sergeant Boyles served in three combat deployments, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Sergeant Boyles, thank you for joining us. It's an honor to have you joining us today, and thank you for your service and sacrifice. Thank you for having me. And you just I'd love to have you share just anything you'd like to here in, in, in our first segment here. So I joined the Marine Corps in 2005, which was a pretty funny story. I was actually working at Sam's Club. And this man and man rose up, and at that time we're pulling carts with ropes, and I had about 75 carts. And next thing you know, this man stopped me and called me over, but they blacked out the the entire and the entire uh, inside. The music, so as soon as I walked up, I saw two gentlemen, and I was like, "Can you?" And just said, "Look, I'm doing work. Stop. Leave me alone." And next thing you know, the recruiter, he's like, found me in, in high school. Um, and then that same day, I was in his office and joined. Um, I was a troubled teen, and I didn't listen to my mother. I did what I want and everything to that nature. And I tell you what, the Marine Corps really changed anyone's lives. It changed my life. It let me learn and how to become a man. So, on top of that, having having your brothers watch your six, that's very important. And the major thing that is important to me is to help get the word out about 22 a day. Um, that's 22 veterans or military that killed themselves. And the only thing I can say is if you know someone in the military, because they're not going to tell you that they're struggling, call them. Ask them how they're doing. Take them out to lunch. But be there for for them. Don't just turn your back on us because we're not going to mention that we need help. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show tribute to Veterans Day. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with our veterans in just a moment. Before we go to break, of course, I want to let you know that Florida Door Solutions salutes all United States military veterans and all active duty United States military on Veterans Day and every day. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show annual tribute to Veterans Day presented by Shren Yeager State Farm Insurance. Like a good neighbor, Shren Yeager is there. Friends, in this segment, we're going to go back to our United States military combat veterans in our interviews that were recorded recently at Porky's in Apopka. And in this segment, among other things, Sergeant Lou Boria will talk about his experience after surviving boot camp after enlisting at the age of 16 
surviving a tough drill sergeant at boot camp on Pirate Island. Now he will tell us about his his experiences on a troop ship and as a part of the invasion force in of the Philippines in the famed Battle of Leyte Gulf. That's coming up in just a moment. And as we go back, now let's go back to our United States military veterans on the Roger Franklin Williams Show tribute to Veterans Day. We're coming to you from Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka today, and we are pleased to be joined by a great group of United States military combat veterans, and we're just listening to them tell their stories. Before we go back to our veterans, I want to, of course, let you know that give a big shout out to our friends over at Miller's Sod Sales. Miller's Sod Sales takes great pride in the work that they do and into their commitment to each and every customer. You can find out more about Miller Sod Sales at John Miller Trucking and Sod Sales.com. That's John Miller Trucking and Sod Sales.com. Miller Sod Sales honors all who served and all who have served in our United States military. Once again, reset the stage for you with our wonderful guest. To my right is Sergeant Lou Boria. Sergeant Lou Boria signed up, entered the United States Marine Corps at 16 years old in Brooklyn, New York. He served in combat in World War II. He served in combat in the Korean conflict. He's also a gold star dad. He lost two sons as a result of the wounds and injuries they served. Uh, they suffered in the Vietnam conflict. Louis the Third and Gregory. Also joining us is Specialist Jose Boleyn, who served two combat tours as a member of the United States Army Field Artillery. He served in Operation Iraqi Freedom 1 and 2. We were pleased to be joined by Sergeant William Boyles, who was a United States military veteran who served three deployments, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Sergeant Boyles has had to leave us, but we really enjoyed hearing his really? the comments that he made to our program. And, of course, we're pleased to be joined by our friend David Rubin, founder of Heroes Strong, who, as you, I'm sure that you know, does extraordinary work honoring our veterans, not just on Veterans Day, but three, literally 365 days a year. David, it's an honor to have you joining us today. Thank you all so much. Let's go back to, um, to and, of course, we want to acknowledge our, our producer, Joe Ferraro, United States combat veteran. No. Not at all. I I was in uh, 76. Excuse me, I, mean, I, I mean, I meant to say United States Marine, Marine Corps, Corps veteran. veteran. Yeah, well, I didn't see combat, though I was trained and prepared to go. You were ready to be there. there you so go. And, 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 and guess what? Still am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our heroes are always ready. <laughs> and before we go to our panel, that's one thing I do want to mention about all military veterans is because once you enter that service, once you are wear that uniform, you never know what assignment you're going to get. That's a fact. Um, and let's go back to, to Sergeant Lou Boria. And Sergeant Boria, what else would you like to share with us? You told us the very interesting story of how you came to be a Marine, uh, some great insights into your, your boot camp experience, earning the respect of possibly the tough, one of the tough, certainly one of the toughest uh, Marine Corps drill instructors on Paris Island at your graduation day. What, what else would you like to share with us? Well, like I said, from the time that I, I uh, went in the Marine Corps, uh, like I said, it was November uh, 43, and uh, I was on board ship heading overseas at the South Pacific in May of, of uh, 44. And so that uh, uh, we went to Hawaii. It, 
they trained in one of the islands up in Hilo. Uh, 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 I think the camp, the name of the camp was Tar- Tarawa. And we trained there for, and then, like I said, we got on board ship and spent 53 consecutive days on a troop ship. I mean, you want to horror. That, that's one of the worst is to be in a place like that out in the middle of the ocean, uh, not, not making any... Uh, the only thing, every now and then we get up on deck, you're looking around, and then you might be, we'll see one or two ships. Get up the next day, you get out, you look out, and there's about 50 ships around, you know, different convoys, and, and working our way out to the South Pacific. We were headed for, for the invasion of uh, Leyte in the Philippines. <coughs> and I, like I, I say, they, don't want to get going into any of this combat stories, and you know, I mean, probably hear, hear so many of them. But anyway, the preparation is the, the part that is so hard. Like I said, being the 53 days on board a, a troop ship like that, then comes the time for the you're going to go ashore. They bring these small boats along the, the ship, they drop the nets over, and it's like maybe like a three story strap. Now, when you go over the side of that ship, Right now you're trying to hold on to that lead. You got your pack, your helmet, and rifle. Most likely, about three bandoliers of ammunition. So you you come crawling, trying to get down, and you know with that extra weight, and then you know on the net that's nuts, and and it, and the boat, it's just bobbing. I mean, it, it might be come up about three three feet drop, and then so you're left dangling. If you get pinned by that, you know you're going to lose your legs. So anyway, the staff, the sergeants, we went over first. Then you drop your pack and just hold on to the net so that these guys could have to, you know, just come down. But once the boat drops, you're left dangling. So I'm holding on to the net. I'm just dangling there, just kicking my foot so that if and when the boat hits, it doesn't pin my feet in there. So that you're trying to get... There was a time I said there was two guys just froze on the net. It, you... These guys, they're going to move. So, I, like I said, I had to climb up and take this guy's rifle and then, and, 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 you know, talk him into coming down. And like I said, it was a horror trying to get him. You know, I mean, I knew what he was doing, but this guy was so upset that, you know, he's he trying to tell him, no, kick, kick your feet, kick, kick the net out of the way. So that when the boat, this guy, he must have dropped about two foot with the... <laughs> It was like a, like a bundle, right? But anyway, now now you get on the and now you're in a rendezvous. The reason for the rendezvous is if they're having trouble ashore, they're not going to send the, the troops in. So you get into this rendezvous until they they get a clear from the beach. But now to get in this rendezvous, you're right behind the. There's five boats or six boats, and they they're flat. They don't have a keel. So as they hit the spray of water over the top so <coughs> by the time you make one or two trips you're soaking wet the next thing you know seasick I mean you talk about guys getting sick and puking that floor on that boat it was like you're waddling puke I mean guys <laughs> slipping laying on the ground they they give up <coughs> that is okay but you know the thing is that the spray the water but the fumes diesel fume I mean it's horrible you, you just can't get away from it so anyway, they circle on that. He goes, okay, the signal, you're going to shore. I the boat was sailing through. That did got to hit the beach. Where's the troops? These guys are all out on the floor. I mean, full of puke. Oh, man. But anyway, 
those of us that survived that try to get these guys up. And I mean, they don't shoot me. I <laughs> they were just so upset. That boat hits the beach, and we go crying. And I mean, I must have got two steps, and there's nothing but women and children. You got to see these Filipinos. The, 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 the uh, Filipino gorillas had wiped out all the chaps in that area. And all we have is women, I mean, these women, Americano, Americano, and they hugging and kissing you, shoving booze, and the kids are dragging, pulling, and the guy's hollering, get off the beach, get off. Lou Boria with real-world insights of his World War II experience, and specifically on a troop ship on the way to be a part of the massive effort in the Battle of Leyte Gulf. And of course, that was the whole effort where the United States military uh, reinvaded the Philippines for the return of General MacArthur to the Philippines. Of course, the Battle of Leyte Gulf, one of the most famous battles in United States military history and United States naval history. We will go to a break in just a moment. When we come back, we Look forward to continuing our conversation with our veterans at Porky's. Before we go to that break, I want to give you this word, of course, from our friends over at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. Let you know that as you've come to know, Apopka Moore has everything you'll need for hurricane, once again, for hurricane cleanup. And they've got everything you'll need for preparation for the next storm as well. And you can find out more at apopkamore.com. That's Apopka more.com. Friends, stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show Tribute to Veterans Day. I pledge allegiance to this flag. And if that bothers you, well, that's too bad. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show Tribute to Veterans Day. We'll return to our United States military combat veterans in just a moment in the interviews that were recorded at Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka. Before we do that, of course, I want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando salute our United States military veterans and all who serve in the United States military. And of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain supports all the shows on our stations and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. And I want to let you know that today's program is supported by our friends at Sheeler Auto Repair. Sheeler Auto Repair supports our United States military veterans and all of our active duty United States military. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. Now, we'll go back to our military veterans. In this segment, you'll hear continue to hear from decorated Sarge, United States Marine Corps veteran Sergeant Lou Boria, recipient of two Purple Hearts from his combat service in World War II and in Korea, and from United States Army Specialist Jose Boleyn, who served two, two combat tours in Iraq in Operation Iraqi Freedom one and two. Sergeant Borey, you had another story you wanted to share with us. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when it came, I was in the South Pacific, and, you know, some of the islands were island hopping, and uh, MacArthur uh, uh, 
was a, you know with the army guys, and uh, when it came time to go to the Philippines, well, Macarthur touched limits. Limits was the uh, admiral in charge of all the operations in the Pacific, and he, he told the limits he's gonna he wanted to be an all army show the invasion of the Philippines. So Macarthur, uh, Nimitz told him, he said, no, you're not. He says, you, you got this far on the backs of the Marines, you're going to take Marines. Yeah. So the thing comes that we get aboard ship, and we're about uh, maybe a couple of days out. <coughs> All of a sudden, they, they call us up on deck. He says that they got the word that, you know, the, the, the dungarees, we have a pocket which says USMC. He says, Macarthur has us cut that off. Cut the pocket off. He didn't want anybody to know there was Marines when ashore there. Could you imagine this? A general, four-star general, and to have to. So anyway, one of our, one, once we got ashore, one of our officers, I don't know where he found the four by eight plywood, and he put a sign on the roadway where we were. He said, "With the grace of God and a few Marines, MacArthur returns to the Philippines." I love it. <laughs> the, the, MacArthur wanted court-martialing. And the, star, the Stars and Stripes got the story. And they started ch- checking out. And they warned MacArthur, you, you know, we're going we're gonna to get after you. So th- would you believe two years ago, her and I went, my wife and I went to, to Quantico. And they have a museum there. And this time it's down the wall. I flipped. I mean, the tears running down my eyes. I looked at that. And then they had changed one word. Instead of putting down and a few Marines, they put and the Marines. But, uh, but it was right up there. And, they, and nice. I, I got, what a drill that was to see something like that, you know. Thank you, Sergeant Lou Boria, for an incredible behind-the-scenes story from World War II. That's a bit the of history. In the Pacific. It's a bit of history you're not going to get in high school. No. Or anywhere else or except on Talking Old yeah. School, yeah. America's patriotic sports talk show. And before we wrap things up, I wanted to go back to specialist jose Belen because sure. he does some tremendous work uh, specifically with ptsd uh-huh. um, and, and veterans and, and, and first of all uh specialist could you just share just about y- your mission and and, and sure. the heart that you have and, and why well sure the, the mission is to zero out uh veteran suicide um you know what uh, folks don't realize is that the warrior may leave the battlefield with his life but the battlefield never leaves the warrior um War is a unique place where you see so many horrible things, but you at the same time can see so many beautiful things, and that's in the camaraderie and then doing work together. Um, and the loss of a you know brother in combat, or, or you know if you've carried innocence, children dying, and, and, and you know experience that, um, and you come home with that. The warriors are quiet. We don't do it for the glory. The more uh, the movies. You know, we understand it, but at the end of the day, we do it for the right reasons. And the, the nightmares are constant. The triggers are there. And we have to learn to live with these um, visions, you know, the sounds. And sometimes those sounds are too much for us. And uh, every 65 to 72 minutes, it's estimated that we lose a, a veteran by their own hand. Um, I myself nearly took my life um, you know, I, I spoke briefly on the passing of, of uh, you know, my best friend in combat, um, you know, and uh, you know, he, had a, he had a daughter that he wanted to come home to. And, um, you know, my, my mission was to 
clearly keep you know him and all my brothers alive that I could, but beyond that, to make sure he made it home to raise his daughter, and that didn't happen for him. And so I'm incredibly close to his parents, um, his family. I carry him and all my fallen um, and all their families. The Gold Star families are out here in America, you know, and, and they're just like us quiet. And, um, you know, we can do so much for one another, but the fight to keep us alive begins here within our own ranks, getting comfortable with speaking. Um, what we went through, um, our own suffering, you know, wasn't for anything. We're, we're strong enough to overcome it, and we can help someone um, see that they're just as strong as well before it's too late. And so I'm on a mission to, you know, help end veterans, um, you know, find one another again. Because the same way we can have our backs downrange in the middle of battle, we can do that here at home. Um, but it's not going to happen because, you know, the thank yous aren't enough. Um, we need to go beyond the thank yous. And, you know, we have to take care of one another. And selfless service does not stop our values, you know, that we swore an oath to have no expiration date. So that guides us today and guides me today to be there for my brother and my sister if they need me. Specialist Jose Belin, and just let me say briefly, I appreciate the work that you are doing to continue to stay in touch with your brothers, veterans, oh, yeah. who, combat veterans, and to help them with these incredible, incredibly difficult, incredibly challenging, in some cases horrible things that they bring home in their mind and, right. and, and can never, never get rid of it. And it's all because... They just want to serve and protect our freedom and our liberty. Well, the thing is, when you're when you're at the ledge of life and you're contemplating your life, you don't want to go, you know. And I was at a place, um, you know, as a veteran, you know, myself, that I know every day there's veterans there. If I could be where I am today, surrounded by supporting, you know, friends, family, and a community, they need to feel that too. And, um, you know, one, one veteran at a time, you know, we can make an impact, Um you know, I, I represent a lot of the families of the fallen on the battlefield, but I represent a lot of the families of those who we lose here at home, and those pieces are uh, not able to be put back together. So we just got to keep fighting together. Yeah. Specialist Jose Belin. One, one more thing I'd like to just address with that, and we're down to about our last four minutes, is, you know, one thing that I've learned from talking to veterans, just like, like you guys, um, combat veterans, is your cha- combat changes you forever in that. And, and part of that is the experience, the horrible experiences you see and you, and you have to endure and deal with, which include losing your, your friends and, and, your, and your, uh, your comrade, your brothers, but also that com- the kind of camaraderie and relationships that you yeah. build with your brothers sure. is different than any kind of relationship you'll have with any non-combat person, including your family. Can you address that and the challenges of that? Well, it's, it's just you go through something together. War is another universe. There's no parallel like it. If you've been there, you understand it. You don't have to talk about it. You just look at each other, and, and there's no way to be able to articulate what the moment of battle is, the hunting of men, when, and then to know that that person next to you, you know, is is critical just as much as you are, and there's just a a bond there that um, you know our commanding general before we we went into uh, to Iraq let us know I uh, said you know look to your front look to your rear look to your left look to your, you know look at each other and look at each other in the eyes because we're not all gonna come home some of you will die and you gotta think you 
I was stationed in Germany. You know, we trained together. You get ready for battle. You know, you have beers with these brothers. You, you go through that. Say, so you can't die. There's no way that that's going to happen for him. And if it has to be me first, so it will be. And so, the point that the point that he's making out is also the Marine Corps and Army. Anybody who's in combat, okay, is after a firefight to go around and get the wounded and the dead. Yeah. And the guys, like he said, guys that you just had a few beers with, the guy's gone. And you see that guy, and you're pulling him, and you see the, mo- the crap that he's in, and it's yeah. it's so insane. It, it's, it's it's just, you know, and like like you said, it's that love that you and t- and get t- with each other, and to see a guy smashed up like that, and then you got to drag him out, blood him up on the road, wrap him up in a poncho and then and then, and then they, they expect you to function yeah. i mean it's, it's so that's why the you know the color red on the flag you know for for me i i carried some of my my own friends you know with my hands their blood i saw it so the flag here the colors on this flag to me i always see you know the blood of patriots good people and they and they and the the thing about it is we all know the cost. We're all willing to pay it. But they're just not here to to say it. So we, we are. The land of the free because of the brave. Friends, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Tribute to Veterans Day. Next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Three-star general Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.